More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, everybody. Monday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show starts right now. And oh my, we've got a lot. A lot to get through with you today. A lot to talk about here. My main man, Clay, going to break down some interesting stories involving the sports world coming up a bit later. You had something happen in the women's uh, basketball realm. I know nothing about this. But I do know about Dylan Mulvaney as the new face of Bud Light, apparently. or That's a thing that's actually happening. The uh, transgender individual who got the interview with Joe Biden. We will talk to you about that in a bit. On to some serious news here. Some reports, I think, unsurprising to most people that that Chinese spy balloon that like the Biden administration was totally, totally all over. They knew they knew what they were doing. Now there are reports that it was transmitting sensitive information, specifically about U.S. military installations back to China. Remember when it initially happened and they were all, oh, there's there's no way we 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 out. We were out thinking them every step. Turns out not so much. We'll talk about that. Plus, from that uh, 2016 election indictment um of this individual uh Mackey. Uh he was found guilty for meme jokes from the Hillary Trump election of 20 uh 2016 we'll talk to you about. We haven't talked about that story yet on the show and I'd been meaning to but in the in the craziness of the Trump indictment it got uh made it to the cutting room floor. We will bring that one back. Also some crime uh updates here of the Manhattan garage worker in New York City trying to defend himself from a person who was clearly trying to rob cars he was shot he wrestled the gun away from the individual the criminal who shot him and you're never gonna guess well some of you will because you saw the story what happened next what the district attorney alvin bragg did we're gonna update you at the bottom of this hour on that story it, it is outrageous also just want to note that uh in you know in russia clay the uh, Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovich has just been seized under, you know, BS espionage pretenses by the Putin government. This is the first time since the Cold War that the Russians have seized an American journalist, a, a real deal as accredited and as, as clear a journalist as you will find on this earth. Evan Gershkovich seized by Putin. Uh, the thuggery on display for all of us is, is a very, Troubling, first of all, troubling for Gershkovich's family, but also troubling sign of U.S.-Russia relations. We'll get into all of this. I got so much today, and I probably even left one or two things off that Clay's fired up about, but we'll get to it. We do have to start, though. Right now, I think, I mean, we're watching the feed on our screens as we talk to you. Trump Force One is sitting at the West Palm Beach, Florida airport. Donald Trump on Truth Social has truthed, isn't that what we say, right? Truth. That's what we say, yeah. That's what we say, yeah. Truthed out the following, Clay. I will be leaving Mar-a-Lago on Monday at 12 noon right now, heading to Trump Tower in New York. On Tuesday morning, I will be going to, believe it or not, the courthouse. America was not supposed to be 
this way. I mean, you've got Secret Service agents, by the way, Clay, also being subpoenaed and are expected to testify before the D.C. grand jury later this week. Now, that would be for the special counsel, and that means Jack Smith and the federal investigation of Donald Trump. This is, I mean, the circus here is just beginning, man. I, I don't know how this plays out, but I do think, and and we may send producer Allie out to the streets tomorrow to see how things go outside of the Manhattan courthouse. I do want to impress upon everyone, be smart. If you are a diehard Trump supporter, and I know many of you out there are, they are looking, you know this, Buck, but I think it's important to tell all of our audience they are looking for someone or a group of people to engage in violent behavior so they can throw you in prison for years and argue this is a direct connection to January 6th. The fevered dreams of the Department of Justice right now are for some of you to show up and engage in behavior that they believe violates the law so that they can throw the book at you. So... Be super smart about how you respond anywhere in the country, but in particular in New York City, right? Because they are looking for an opportunity to arrest you, to put you in prison, and to keep you there for as long as they can. They want desperately, they would want nothing better than to be able to try to tie whatever happens tomorrow with the indictment, with the turning in, with the mugshots, with the fingerprinting. They want to turn that into a January 6th connection. So tomorrow's going to be wild. It's going to be hectic. It'll probably be wild. I would imagine, Buck, you would agree, outside of Trump Tower, potentially tonight, with Trump traveling to New York to spend the night in Trump Tower to prepare to turn himself in tomorrow. It's going to used to hang out with us, but it's going to be tumultuous over the next couple of days, a situation that is truly without precedent in our nation's 240-year history. We just got to be we got to be smart. Just please, please, please be smart if you are listening to us in the way that you respond to what we will tell you is an indefensible decision by Democrats. I mean, the best way to respond to this, I think, uh, for most people is understand that this is all about power for Democrats. This is all about 2024. It's all about them staying in positions of authority over you and your life. And using the system as it stands to achieve that. So if you want to win, you got to think, well, what can we do? What keeps Democrats up late at night? What what upsets them more than anything else? The Biden regime, all of the people, all the different prosecutors doing the bidding of the left in this country. The notion that they will no longer have the power to do those things. That's right. the only thing that upsets them, right? You can call them any names you want. We can, I mean, you know, conservatives, I think it's good to see. We've all figured out. Pointing out the hypocrisy, you know? Yeah, they're hypocrites, okay? They don't care. They do not care that they act in bad faith. They don't care that there are two sets of rules. The two sets of rules is the point. That's why they operate this way, because they think they can for now, because they have the power that they do. So what I'm saying is, remember this, organize, convince people in your life and around you of the reality of the challenge that we face right now, and do everything that we can, do everything you can as a citizen to take power from Democrats by the only means we have at this stage, which is, of course, at the ballot box. Now, I know that's a bit far away, but grassroots organizing, pushing so that you have a Republican Senate or Republican House based on the outcome from your that stuff is all in play right now. And I understand that can be not very satisfying for some people to hear right now. Um, and by by all means, if people want to protest, of course, protest. And that's and that's fine. And protesting has a place and always has had a place in the American polity. But to go protest, for example, in New York City, right? If you want to if you want to get a rally, to, you know, a pro-Trump rally together, you want to do it in Texas. You want to get, you know, 10,000, 50,000 people together in a stadium somewhere or whatever or out out on a town green. And you want to protest peacefully to show that we recognize this is tyranny, that's all fine. But to be 50 people standing outside the courthouse getting into it with police officers in New York, New York City not only doesn't care, to your point, Clay, they want, brag, the Democrats in charge, they want just one, just one Trump supporter 
to throw a punch at a cop. I know you could say, but Buck, look at BLM and look at the riots. It doesn't matter. They don't care that they play dirty and they're unfair. Do not play into the, the, the thing that they want you to do. They'll run it on loop on MSNBC and CNN ad infinitum. You know, all of you out there, I think, but in case you don't, there are probably professional provocateurs who will be a part of any protest that's going on in New York City. That is someone from Antifa. That is someone potentially from your federal government encouraging, goading, attempting to get you to behave in a way that would allow them to arrest you. Presume all of this, right? Presume that you are being set up all the time. Keep your head on a swivel and be careful because they want you to be the face of Insurrection 2.0, why Donald Trump supporters can't be trusted. They're actually undertaking the radical indefensible without precedent attack upon our democracy they are but they want to use you as the poster child of donald trump and insurrectionist everywhere don't let them do it just be smarter and by the way you're listening to us right now if you have friends friends and yeah. family i always said buck remember when you may not even remember this story but when harvey updike who was an auburn fan uh, an alabama fan burned down or sorry poisoned the tumors oaks at auburn and said that he did it he called into paul feinbaum's show and said that he did it every alabama fan out there was incredibly nervous that it might be their uncle who had done it right what i mean by that is if you are a trump supporter every single trump supporter just about can name somebody where you're like if somebody was going to get in trouble it was going to be uncle ray or it was going to be cousin jimmy right you can all name somebody talk to those people in your families in your friends group Talk them off the ledge. Be smart. And I, I would just point out that the uh, the guy who suddenly shows up at the rally, who's got conspicuous aviators on, kind of a cheap haircut, a big <laughs> MAGA hat, but some black yeah. square-toed loafers on, and a new Carhartt jacket that's never been worn before, yeah. but all of a sudden he's donning the vestments of the working class, yeah. who's saying, throw some bricks at those cops. I promise you he's not your friend. And I promise you he's going to be testifying against you in federal court. He's a narc. He's a narc. Buck's right. If somebody is trying to encourage you to behave in a way that violates the law, you've seen a lot of the videos of January 6th. That man is a plant. Do not allow him to put you in a position where he can tackle you and his friends can put you in prison. So I actually think, I mean, we're we're going to be covering tomorrow all day or all all show updates about this, this fiasco with Trump and 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 I know there there are a lot of people, not a lot of people, but there are people on the right for whom there's just this frustration with, oh, my gosh, you know, like we're talking about this. You know, there's all these, you know, once again, some some issue of, of Trump becomes the focus of the country. They indicted a former president on the most 30 counts. Another another rule, by the way, I'd put out there another rule. Anyone who says you haven't even seen what's in the indictment yet is a bad faith idiot. Okay. Because we all basically know what's in the indictment. They're, they haven't been able to hide to this point in time that Trump actually was getting, you know, million-dollar deposits in his bank account from Vladimir yeah. Putin, okay? But it's about the I don't the think payoffs. Trump's going to be fingered as the, uh, as the primary culprit in the Kennedy assassination. Exactly. Here, right? I mean, this is, I, we all know, we all know what's, go, what's going on here. But I, I think it's significant. Remember our theory, and we talked about this. Uh, first time I mentioned it, I think, Clay, was actually when you were, uh, you were in Italy— because uh, and, and I'd seen Andy McCarthy saying this on Fox, and right away I was like, yep, that's what this is. The dam has been broken. Georgia, the possible prosecution of Trump out of Georgia is looking now. I would give someone two-to-one odds it will happen. And now I wouldn't say this is as certain, but a possible federal prosecution of Donald Trump. On Remember, the special counsel now, the Jack Smith special counsel, which is looking at Mar-a-Lago and January 6th stuff, Trump isn't president anymore. There is no constitutionally based protection. There's only the good faith political protection of we don't prosecute former presidents, particularly over nonsense. They're calling a bunch of Secret Service guys on Friday. They're looking to push the Mar-a-Lago documents issue, and here's what they're going to say. 
because we all know Joe Biden is, oh, I got you know documents under the Corvette, and I got documents next to the pool, and you know it's got classified documents everywhere. They're going to say it's not the documents. Clay knows this already. It's not the documents. It's the obstruction yes. of the retrieval of the documents. And now that you've already prosecuted Trump with one thing, as frivolous as it may be, they're just turning. This is the frog in the boiling pot. The temperature is just going up and up. The weaponization of the law up and up. I got a theory for you when we come back out of this next break, too, about that Jack Smith federal investigation that I'm going to drop uh, when we come back. You want to hear it? Stay with us. With inflation on the rise and the stock market more volatile than ever, protecting your retirement savings can be a challenge. To weather today's economic uncertainty, Phoenix Capital Group recommends diversifying your investments right now. They recommend high-value U.S. oil and gas investments with current yields that range from 8% to 12% APY paid monthly. There's a That's a better rate of return than banks or CDs with no middleman. There are both Regulation A-plus and Regulation D corporate bond offerings with different maturities, qualifications, and rates. There's also a 9% APY starting at a $5,000 investment open to all investors. Download the Phoenix Capital Group's free investor guide today at phxonair.com. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Learn how you can diversify your investments and earn 8 to 12% APY. Download the Phoenix Group's free investor guide today at phxonair.com. That's phxonair.com. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Over the weekend in New York City, 
you had a lot of preparations, I'm sure, for the uh, Trump arrival. Right now, Clay and I were, were talking about how it's almost like the uh, it harkens back to the white Bronco uh, OJ. Uh, remember, I, I remember I was watching because I used to watch the NBA before it went woke. I was watching. I think it was the Knicks against the uh, Houston Astros in the finals. It was an amazing. Oh, oh. no, I'm sorry, Rockets. The Rockets, yes. my yes. bad. The Rockets. Yes. I was close. Hakeem number one Olajuwon, in Houston, and people are just in an uproar right now. I, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry Houston. Houston. I love you. We I love, love you, Houston. So anyway, uh, so I remember watching. They went to the White Bronco, and and I was a kid. I was I was a young kid at the time, but I remember being like, "Are we really just going to watch this White Bronco the whole time?" And the by the way, the answer was yes. I think the ratings across the country were completely through the roof. And it was really early on in the notion of the 24-7 cable news cycle where you could just have all the channels flip to this car. That is one of, if you want to watch a really good documentary, there's one, and it, ESPN, to their credit, did this. I think it's called, and the staff can correct me if I'm wrong, June 16th, 1994. And all the entire documentary is, is a compilation of live television from that day because it was a huge day in sports as you mentioned one of the NBA finals games was going on the Broncos being chased and for those of you who don't remember that it is riveting to watch and I'll give one more recommendation here and I think I've said this on the show before but if I haven't uh, people versus OJ Simpson uh, which is Jeffrey Tubin. this is before he was the masturbator in chief of uh, of CNN um, he wrote a fabulous book about that case, and it's been 25 years roughly since then. They later turned it into the FX uh, television show, but it is an incredible read, and a lot of the details you will have forgotten. I'd encourage you to check both those out. I would just say the most. I, I agree uh, with that recommendation, and I, I would just say that the for me the most poignant moment. I mean, I still really remember it in that in that it was dr- a dramatization was Ron Goldman's parents. Talking to the district attorney. I remember I watched a lot of that coverage when I was a kid. There was not nearly enough attention or outrage paid to the fact that this guy was returning her sunglasses. Yep. He just happened to be there. It's apparently a really yep. nice guy. Just butchered. And to- it was totally left out of, you know, most of the... It was all about OJ and his relationship with his ex-wife and all this stuff. There was a totally innocent party that was just murdered by this guy. Anyway... It, and then, Buck, when you is, read it, and you're going to be experiencing this at some point, I, I was a kid during all that happening. To think about the parents having to go through that, their daughter getting sliced and murdered and obliterated, and then this innocent waiter, young guy, 24, 25 years old, whatever he was, just truly, completely innocent that got killed. And I and they were at that trial every day for a year plus and then they see that jury say not guilty, I can't even imagine what it was like for those parents to have to go through that. Well, you know, it's interesting because we were talking about the O.J. situation just because of the vi- right, and there's all this video of, oh, of yeah. cars slowly driving, SUVs yes. slowly driving, every news channel in the country, because Donald Trump is on the way right now, and he's actually at the West Palm Beach uh, airport, um, and he's on his way to New York City. As we speak to you live right now, that's going on. But, you know, the O.J., and, and I, I always credit uh, Ann Coulter with this, because she was the one who said the O.J. verdict changed perceptions about criminal justice in this country because she said the bank of white guilt was all of a sudden not doing the same kind of withdrawals that it used to. There was a sense that we can't have this social justice first approach to things like murder and rape yep. and horrible things going on in cities. Criminals are criminals. you got to deal with criminals. Now, that brings me to the um, New York City over the weekend where Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg initially claimed, I'm sure you saw this story, Musa Diara, 57 years old, father, husband, working the late shift at a garage that I know, that producer Ali knows, right next to Madison Square Garden. He sees a guy, Charles Rohde, 59 years old, looking in the windows of cars in the garage. That's a weird thing to do. He says, hey, what are you doing? And Rhodey pulls out a gun and shoots him. Now, I guess they were up close because Diara, Musa Diara, manages to wrestle with this guy and turn his gun on him. It's pretty remarkable, actually. And and actually shoot Rhodey. 
And then, you know, the police show up. You got two guys who have been shot. No surprise to anybody, I'm sure. Charles Rohde has over 20 arrests because it's all mass incarceration. People are being locked up forever for one marijuana joint, you know? No, that's not happening. And Musa uh, Diara was initially charged with attempted murder, Clay. Okay? He's in a garage attendant. And Alvin Bragg, the same Alvin Bragg, who not only is charging Trump for something that nobody can even really under... Like, what is the crime? I know they keep saying what it is, but it's like, well, what's the problem here? Who was violated here, right? Correct. That same Alvin Bragg, who also charged the bodega employee... Remember, we got fired up on this show, and they weren't backing off that initially... And there was video of it. Unfortunately, they dropped those charges, those murder it was murder charges um, against the employee of the bodega in Harlem in New York, who was attacked by a guy behind the counter. Alvin Bragg, um, you know, went with uh, char- charged him. Alvin Bragg's first response to a clear self-defense case was let's charge this guy with attempted murder. He was locked. I mean, chained to his hospital bed, Clay, when he was recovering from his wounds over the weekend. Now, Bragg has since dropped the charges. But why Why charge? You know, you can wait. You can yeah. wait to charge anyone. He charged this employee with attempted murder because Alvin Bragg is pro-criminal. Full stop. Pro-criminal. I don't know how you can get a more established self-defense claim than getting shot. <laughs> Like, this is not, hey, somebody pulled a gun on me. This is not somebody threatened me. The guy got shot and then managed to provide a self-defense because for his, probably saved his life, somehow managed to wrestle away this gun and shoot the guy back. But this is, again, our cities right now are killing fields, Buck. And this is from coast to coast. San Francisco right now is... 500-some-odd cops short. Mayor London Breed is begging for help there. And this Wait, is can I just add to that? A very important point you're making. London Breed wanted to defund police That's and had correct. a plan as the mayor that she laid out. And now she's turning around going, oh, we're down 540 cops. What are we going to do? And this, this is happening. The bluer the city is, the more the issue exists. Portland, Chicago, Atlanta. You look New York, Philadelphia. Washington, D.C., you look at what they did in not respecting police and the jobs they did in the wake of George Floyd, and you and I and everybody with a functional brain out there said, boy, I don't know that the way to deal with crime is by having less police on the streets and putting social workers in charge. And look in my backyard here in Nashville, that story, maybe we'll talk about it a little bit later, but you saw what police do when they respond to an active shooter. Buck, I don't think a social worker showing up to try to talk to that transgender killer would have protected very many lives on the ground in Nashville. You, you know, we, I do want to talk about it a little more, Clay, because, I mean, I know, um, uh, you know, you talked about it on Fox last week. I talked about it on Fox on Friday. The, but the, the manifesto yep. has still not been has still not been released. And they haven't also, you know, I, I think it's interesting to or it's important to, to clarify you know, they don't have to release everything this lunatic ever wrote. But we do deserve an answer here. Why yeah. did this person do it? If they just said, guys, we look through the stuff, there's clear motive, we can provide the following to show you, this killer did this for X reason, right? Motive is something that comes up in a court. There's no reason to hide motive from the public. We should know. They won't even do that. Yeah. They, they keep pretending that there are experts pouring through. It's not that difficult to figure out, I think, what happened here. And, and the... The Biden administration. I mean, this is the other, this is not the activist. The Biden administration declared the what transgender day of awareness. And Corinne Jean Pierre is talking about the threat that transgender transgender people. So a transgender terrorist basically murders a bunch of people, including shooting three nine year old kids. And the country's hearing from the White House about the threat against transgender people. That is what happened last week. And Joe Biden hasn't been to Nashville. It's been a week. Joe Biden hasn't stepped foot on ground. He's here. not going. Do you agree? He's not going. I agree. I don't think he's going to come. But you know what would have what he would have definitely come if this had been a Trump supporter who said, "Hey, I'm attacking the school because I'm upset about January 6th." He would have been here 12 hours later. Merrick Garland would have been here. The entire United States government would have been on the ground in my home city of Nashville 
to take action. The fact that it's a transgender killer, they're burying it, the story, and Buck would not surprise me at all if this information gets released tomorrow, right about time Donald Trump gets indicted. It, it, can we agree right now, if that happens, the fix the fix is in politically, that they do this to make the absolute minimum public awareness of this motive and of this transgender killer a reality. I will say this in a dark side uh, story here. If you have any negative stories out there and you are in the media industry, and I know oh, a yeah, lot of people listen, the day. tomorrow is the day, about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you drop whatever dirty laundry you have in your own life, and the media will, nobody will even notice because every single, it's a black hole of media coverage, everything is going to be sucked into the indictment tomorrow. Just FYI. Uh, asset managers, names you know, they're using your retirement funds to further their ESG agenda. Last year, state treasurers across the nation sent a message to stop playing politics with our pensions by divesting $5 billion from these companies. 25 states are suing to block ESG nonsense from endangering your retirement. Republicans on Capitol Hill recently passed a bill blocking the Biden administration from allowing huge asset managers from using your hard-earned money to further their ESG agenda. But while conservatives in the House and Senate have your back, President Biden used his veto pen to kill this bill a couple of weeks ago. Senator Joe Manchin, a Democrat who voted to block ESG investing, blasted Biden's veto as infuriating, charged it's putting a radical and progressive agenda ahead of the country's needs. These firms have a fiduciary duty to maximize returns. They should be held to account for playing politics with our pensions and doing it without our consent. To learn how Consumers Research is protecting all of us from these woke investment firms, go to consumersresearch.org. That's consumersresearch.org, paid for by Consumers Research. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Use your CNB 24-7 subscription to get access to the guys. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. I was disturbed to hear the former president speak in the way he spoke about attor- about the district attorney Bragg and even the trial court uh, in the past week. And I think if I were his lawyer, and believe me, no one is called up to ask for my advice, uh, I would be mindful of not committing some other criminal offense like obstruction of governmental administration, which is interfering with or you know, by, by threat or otherwise the operation of government. And I think that could take what perhaps we think is not the strongest case. When you add a count like that, put it in front of a jury, it can change the jury's mind about the severity of the case that they're looking at. So that was the former and longtime district attorney of New York, uh, Cyrus Vance, who actually, I, well, no, he wasn't that long. Morgenthau was there forever. I forget how long Vance was there for. But um, that was the uh, former district attorney of New York, Basically saying, you know, Trump better watch out because he says the wrong thing. And, you know, we got to throw an obstruction of judicial proceedings charge on top of this as well. I mean, they are bending and contorting and preparing to bend and contort the law in the most egregious ways to try to get this guy. And it is it is deeply uh, concerning to anybody who cares about honestly cares about the rule of law. Honest people, even those Clay who despise Trump. Honest legal analysts will come out and have been coming out, actually, a handful of them and saying, guys, this is this is bonkers. Like, this is completely and utterly unacceptable, which is why I think Ron DeSantis and we want to talk about the Ron DeSantis thing here with uh, Disney in a second. That's why DeSantis has said, no, I'm basically just not going to not going to help out at all with anything involving this governor of florida with regard to the extradition which doesn't matter yeah, and there's a really was. a really good piece saturday in the wall street journal that i thought did a great job of explaining exactly how crazy this brag prosecution is under the idea that it's a campaign finance violation buck if donald trump had used campaign finance funds to pay a woman that alleged that she had had a uh a, an affair with him it would have been a slam-dunk, clear campaign finance violation, right? If you give $130,000 of money that you raised to a woman to stay quiet, it would be a definite 
campaign finance violation. I'll give you an example. In this article they used, they said, hey, you can't go out and buy brand new suits and argue this is a campaign expense because probably you're going to need to wear suits no matter what you do for a living, right? So they zealously protect the idea that you should be using campaign finance funds not for personal expenses, right? Yet in charging Trump for not paying these funds through the campaign finance, they're arguing it's a campaign finance violation. So the point is, how could Trump have paid $130,000 to Stormy Daniels and it not have been a campaign finance violation based on the tortured way that Alvin Bragg is defining, we believe, a campaign finance violation? Does that make sense for everybody out there? Think about that. They're basically contorting the law in such a way that it's virtually impossible for Trump to have ever paid this woman anything without arguing it's a campaign finance violation. Yeah, I mean, I would wonder, in terms of taxes even, like, could you write this off as a business expense and the IRS be okay with it, the porn star payoff? I, I, I don't know. It seems, I think that would probably be a stretch too, right? Because it's really a personal matter. It's not actually a business expense. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just he putting it out there. The but- point on this, Buck, is he paid her. He got an NDA. She violated the NDA. The story is now everywhere, the fact that this ever yeah. existed, which defeated the purpose of him paying in the first place. And I still circle back around to, would anyone out there who voted for Donald Trump have not voted for him if there had been an allegation that he had a one-time sexual liaison with yeah, someone no. he wasn't Look, married to. Like this whole idea is, that it inf- influenced a campaign, I just don't buy. It's super It's super weak. It's absurd. I mean, you can stretch the law to be anything you want if you just don't care about the plain understanding we have of language and words, which is what they're doing. Um, but it's interesting because, uh, you know, Clay, I was going to talk about how Ron DeSantis is defunding. Speaking about defund, but this is the kind of defund you want to see. DEI departments at uh, state universities in Florida. Um, here, let's actually play. He, he announced this. I think this is really interesting because it's it's one thing to talk about CRT and DEI and all this stuff. It's another to actually do something about it. Play clip six. Our legislature is currently in session, and they are going to be passing legislation, which I will sign, to make Florida the first state in America to eliminate these DEI departments from our university system. Uh, They say it's about diversity, equity, and inclusion, but in reality, it's using the university's administrative bureaucracy to impose an ideological agenda. It's not, DEI stands for, the way it's practiced, division, exclusion, and indoctrination, and that has no part in our public institutions. Okay, so he's absolutely right. He's running up the scoreboard in Florida it's amazing to see. It's great to see. Other states should be standing up and paying attention where there's a Republican in charge. Uh, but Clay, you told me that Disney is Disney is uh, throwing some shots of their own here from the CEO. What is the latest in the Disney DeSantis feud? Uh, yeah, so I'm reading this. This has just happened in the last hour. Uh, so Bob Iger, the new CEO of Disney, has said several quotes. Um He says, companies have freedom of speech just like individuals, and to be punished for taking a stance and using its exercisable constitutional right is, quote, not Florida. Also, uh, again, this is a response from Bob Iger. There are times, uh, Bob Iger said, there are times when we shouldn't stay silent. We alone have to determine whether and when we take a position on those matters There's a true reason why we have. It directly affects our business or people. He then compared the Don't Say Gay bill to the civil rights movement and to World War II. Those that stood in silence in some ways still carry the stain of indifference. As long as I'm in the job, we'll be guided by a sense of decency and instinct and trust our instinct that when we weigh in, the issue is truly relevant to us and the people we work with. Again, this is just breaking, and I'm reading quotes uh, that are out there. DeSantis versus Disney. DeSantis versus Bob Iger, the new CEO of Disney, who it should be mentioned, is a woke, left-wing, 
Democrat in many respects. Bob Iger has talked about running for president in the past. He has come back in. This seems like a next chapter in the ongoing battle between Disney and Bob Iger. So uh, we'll continue to update you on this. I would imagine there will be more fallout. DeSantis probably will be responding in some way. Now, it's also worth mentioning that as part of this, it's a little bit of a carrot and a stick comment. Disney has also announced they're going to be adding a lot of new jobs in Florida. So while taking a shot at DeSantis over the don't say gay bill that's mischaracterized, Disney is also saying, oh, by the way, we're also going to be adding potentially thousands of jobs in the middle right now of laying off 7,000 people, Disney is. So uh, this is uh, this is intriguing to keep an eye on uh, going forward. I mean, you know, I'm Disney. I don't know if I poke the bear on this one. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Yeah. The, bear is, the bear is leaving you alone right now. You poke him, bad things can happen to you, Disney. I'm just saying, put it out there. You know, you don't want to start another week without fortifying yourself with Chalk's Vitality Stack Bundle. These all-natural supplements, one specially formulated for guys and another one for women, give you the energy and focus ability to take a busy week on, let alone the day-to-day. The leading ingredient in Chalk's Male Vitality Stack replenishes deficient amounts of testosterone in men. Because the average man in our society today has lost 50% of the testosterone level of a guy walking an American street in 1973. Half the amount. Three months with chalk. Every day in your life will replenish 20% of that, providing you a noticeable difference in your all-day energy. The female Vitality Stacks ingredients focus on hormone health and stress relief, among other benefits. Get the benefits chalk can provide with a subscription. Sign up online at chalk.com. That's C-H-O-Q.com. Save 35% off any chalk subscription for life when you use my name, Buck, in your purchase process. That's chalk.com, spelled C-H-O-Q.com, and my name, Buck, B-U-C-K, for 35% off. You don't know what you don't know, right? But you could on the Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. We continue. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. 
This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You to monitor Trump Force One, the trip up to New York City in advance of the official turn-in on the felony charges, which will be occurring tomorrow during this program in New York City. We'll be covering that aggressively. We've already talked about a ton of different topics out there. As always, encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. Search out Clay Travis, search out Beck, Buck Sexton, boom, you can join the tens of millions of your compatriots who are downloading this show on a month. I don't even know that we should share this person's name because I feel like we're making him slash her more famous, but it is a dude who has decided to identify as a woman and has become outrageously popular, has traveled to the White House and interviewed uh, Joe Biden. Had Drew Barrymore, if you saw an interview, like on her hands and knees, like basically worshiping at the altar of this dude who decides to identify as a girl. And he's doing it in the most, I would say, performatively absurd manner possible. In other words, not only is he a dude that identifies as a girl, but he is like the most stereotypical girly girl you could possibly imagine. And again... This is a lifelong man who decides to identify as a woman. I I tie it in with the Leah Thomas situation where all over the country, women of the year are dudes. And so I was thinking about this over the weekend because OutKick had a story up about it. And it's Bud Light that is deciding to be the official beer of this fake chick. And beer overwhelmingly is 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 consumed by men actual men and buck it got me thinking in all this crazy trans talk can you name a famous celebrity driven woman who has decided to become sorry man who has decided no i'm getting crossed over now woman who has decided to become a man that is clear chick that decides i want to identify as a man I can't even name a famous one. Can you name one? Only like in your head, can only you even think previously, of one? Previously famous people who are women who want attention, I would say, have switched over to become, but no one has become famous. I think this is the point you're making. Yeah, that's right. From a female to, as the result of a female to male transition. They're certainly not winning any athletic competitions. We all know yeah. why. So that's okay, part so of it. For women out there, I would love to hear from women, 800-282-2882, only women. All right, I don't want to hear from any dudes on this. Why is it? So, Buck, by and large, I was thinking about this a lot over the weekend. Most men, you had WrestleMania going on, for instance, wrestling very popular with men because men tend to aspire to be the most masculine version of men that we could be, by and large, right? Why are athletes popular? They're bigger, stronger, and faster than most other men. Why are superheroes big and strong and ripped? They're bigger, stronger, and faster than most men. Why do men get uh, be interested in wrestling? Men tend to aspire to be... Why are Navy SEALs the most popular and badass in the uh, in the military? They're the biggest badasses. Men aspire to strong Delta standards Force and of Special Forces and some others. Marsoc. Yeah. They, they, okay. I'm, I'm yeah. rolling all those guys together. Right, right. right. All the, the special ba- operations. Special operations. Special ops guys, right? Even in the military, dudes by and large would look up to the special ops guys, right? Masculine men are the embodiment that most men aspire aspire to be. A woman who identifies as a man is, by and large, smaller than most men, puny in general, not making even a team, much less winning a championship. Most women who identify as men, and men tend to, I would say, I think you would agree with this, mostly ignore 
women who have decided to identify as men because they don't fit the masculine ideal and we certainly don't aspire to them or make them famous. Why do women, why is it, and this is why I'd love to hear from women in our audience, why do women make men who identify as women famous? It's really only one side of the transgender divide here that is becoming celebrity famous and well, making money off of. Do you have a I, I think this is one area where, and obviously this audience, all the women are, I think, rightly appalled not only at all this stuff being aimed at children and gender transitioning for kids and all which is yeah. just just they're losing that fight by the way which is why they're getting crazier and 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 why they're getting um their arguments are getting more deranged but they're also pushing harder as a result too you're noticing this they're hoping that they can turn the tide by doubling down on you know uh drag shows for kids and all this stuff but women recognize that there's a really it's a parody of women that these transgender individuals are doing. And you see this with someone like a Dylan Mulvaney. Is that, is that really how women act? I mean, he, he vocalizes and, and, you know, and presents really almost like a, like a really mature, like 13 year old girl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and he's an adult. He's an adult human. He, he does this whole, it's as though you were taking a stereotype and turning that stereotype up to 11 on the dial and it's it's really it, honestly it's it's demeaning to women but i actually want to drill down on something we we i think we skipped a little bit past for a second if i could clay why is bud light doing this yeah that is cuz i have a theory but i want to hear why did bud light of all come I mean, this is almost like you know i mean, can you think of a more sort of like a firearms company like this is a shock to a lot of people why did bud light do this i think it's because and this is my theory in general if i start a new media company it's going to be what i focus on certainly it's something i think about a lot now that outkick is um is a company inside of fox i think it's because bud light like every company is taken over by the diversity equity inclusion the dei people and even people who recognize how absurd it is to be spending advertising dollars on a trans uh, spokesperson are afraid to say it publicly inside of the company for fear that they will get fired. And so there is a conspiracy of silence. I think the vast majority of people who work at Bud Light would be like, this is stupid. This is the antithesis of our product. And I believe that they are terrified to speak out. They're trying to keep their jobs. And so the DEI people are powerful inside of the company, and they can push through almost so, anything. I really okay, believe that. okay. But let me let me let me just add a layer to this, right? I mean, I think that's all true, but this isn't, you know, for Trans Day of Awareness or something. Putting the you know, there's like this trans flag now, which is a specific. Yep. This isn't like a. There's there's the what companies do. I think you and I see this the same way. What companies do so they don't get attacked. Yep. Which is another thing, right? There's okay, we'll go along. We'll do the minimum because we don't want the DEI commissars yep. to come after us internally or externally, right? So there's the but this this is whole levels beyond. I, I agree. This, is this is really is slapping your audience you in the face. This is what happens when you hire these people and put them inside of the companies. They're the exact opposite of, you know, the Biden administration put out like you're so when the president of the United States endorses you, you're the opposite of powerless. You're actually supremely powerful. And I think these woke ideologies, they are totally lying when they're saying that they're trying to speak out for those that are not privileged. They are the privileged people. I think they've taken over inside of companies, even you know, at Bud Light. You know, um. I, I saw this story on on Daily Mail, which I think people starting to realize is among my favorite news website. And it, look, it's really good. Why is it that we have to go to look? Fox does the biggest traffic of any website uh, on the right in the whole country. Um, but you know, there's Fox, there's Daily Mail, and you know, there's New York Post. Why is it that one of our best websites in my has to be a British news website? I just think it's interesting because I think that they're allowed to do. Th they will say things that are ab outside of U.S. politics. Is my the point I'm trying to make? So we can get away with that at Outkick now, Buck, which is why we have exploded in audience. I think yeah. because we'll congratulations, call out this I BS. saw second highest month ever. Second by the highest way. month of all time at Outkick.com. If you're yeah. a sports fan and you're like, I want to pull out my hair, you'll probably like Outkick. So, but yes, yes. So, but so the story in the Daily Mail 
and and it's look, it, believe it or not, for anybody else, you and I are nice guys. We want everyone to have good, happy, safe lives, and and everything else, and and we're very polite to people in our day to day lives. So I read this, and it actually is a, it's it's sad, and it's why will nobody kiss me? Dylan Mulvaney's man to girl transition has won her Daily Mail writes he him. TikTok fame, riches, and allies in the White House, but left her lonely and undateable. And, you know, this is a part of this that never really gets talked about, which is what is really the future for individuals like this? Like what happens, first of all, if they decide to detransition, which you're not allowed to talk about, but does happen. It is real. There are people out there and they will... With the um, Kristen Beck, the Navy SEAL, has gone back to Chris Beck, I believe. A detransition trans Navy SEAL. How many of you have even heard about that? And by the way, Beck is saying, he's come out to say, uh, I think it's Chris Beck. I know, I know him as Kristen because he changed his name. Said that was, you know, it was, it was illness. I mean, I was in a bad place. It was a bad time uh, for me. And, you know, you see this, and it's really sad. And they're encouraging people, and not just encouraging, elevating, celebrating, and kind of worshiping, to your point about Drew Barrymore, this mentality and these decisions that are going to lead a whole lot of people to misery. Yeah, You know, how many people even know that a lot of the time when they do the the top uh, surgery and they move the breast, there are wounds that never heal, there's chronic pain, there's, you know, because you're not supposed to chop off your breasts if you're a woman. How many people even know this, you know? They're not tell- they're lying to people and they're leading down paths of paths of misery. And so this thing about who's going to date Dylan Mulvaney, that's an interesting question. Who is going to date Dylan Mulvaney? What is the demo that he is looking for here? Right. I mean, this yeah, I is- mean, how many dudes out there? I think it's a fair question. Want to date a guy who pretending are straight to be a girl zero that has male genitals. I mean, like the this answer used is to zero. Be, if you are actually heterosexual. Buck, if you remember, this used to be kind of a comedy point would be like guy tries to hook up with a girl, finds out she has a penis. Uh, you're accidentally hooking up with a trans person. It's like every guy's worst nightmare. In fact, if you remember, Ace Ventura is like Ace that's Ventura the big, pet detective. The big thing. That's the entire complex, the entire basis of that uh, movie. But I just and, bring up the, the kindness yeah. thing, Clay, just because they want they keep saying be inclusive um, you know, just let people be who they are on this stuff. It is, if somebody came to me and they told me that they were doing something that I knew to be really bad for them, they told me they had a gambling addiction. And they're like, look, like, I don't think it's that bad. I've just, I can't pay the mortgage and I've gone bankrupt and I've borrowed money from some loan sharks. And I would be like, don't do this. I'm not going to affirm your desire to do this because it's going to be very harmful to your life. I think when they look at outcomes here and the reality of what's happening for so many of these people, it is harmful. It is unkind to participate in the delusion. That is the bottom line. You are not actually being kind to these people. It is the opposite of that. And I would love, again, 800-282-2882. Why are women allowing this? Why are women allowing men to become celebrities pretending to be women? Men don't do it. Men don't allow women who become men to become celebrities and certainly not spokespeople for our gender. What's going on here? I I think it's utterly fascinating just to compare the way that the trans experience exists right now as it pertains to fake men versus fake women. Stock markets have been brutal. Everybody's talking about inflation. It's everywhere. Buck and I recently met with Dutch Mendenhall. Dutch is the founder of Rad Diversified. He's a patriot, loves our military, gives a lot back to our veterans, Dutch and his team are experts at buying cash-flowing real estate. They've bought, they brought major stability to thousands of investors in the most volatile of times. For a minimum of $1,000, you can access Rad Diversified's lucrative real estate portfolio. Dutch takes pride in ensuring all of their investors leave a legacy for future generations. Visit raddiversified.com. That's R-A-D diversified.com. You can connect with one of their team members to learn more. With Rad Diversified, you can reap all the benefits of being a real estate investor without any of the heavy lifting. Starting at only a $1,000 investment, we strongly recommend a diversified investment portfolio. Rad Diversified can help. 
All investments involve risk. Consult a financial advisor and read the prospectus before investing. Learn more at raddiversified.com. One truth revealed after another. Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.